This is Joey I dot L dot O dot. And the listeners are like, what are, where are all the letters for? Free J-Lo? <laughs> The Hold the Phone Podcast with Tessa. You know, that's what I first thought. Is it? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, is that J-Lo? No, it's Joey Aiello. Well, you know what? <laughs> I am everybody's second choice. <laughs> Just like my friend Andy, if you listen to his podcast, I yes. was last for the shout out. <laughs> I'm not always on the top of the, yeah. you know, hey, let's go mention that guy. Yeah. I'm always on the last, well, he kind of helped me. <laughs> you have so much energy. I love it. It's great. Well, yeah. It's fun. I uh, was hyperactive when I was a kid. And, yeah. Uh, you know, I didn't know what was wrong with me. I was just living life. And then they wanted to put me on Ritalin and they wanted to put me on this and they wanted to tase me. <laughs> And uh, then we found out I had a rare muscle disease. I didn't know I had. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. And uh, I didn't know I had it until 21. I just collapsed, cracked my head open on the rail, and I rushed to the hospital, and they thought I, I did drugs. Mm-hmm. So I stayed in the emergency room for like 13 hours. It was the doctor, because of my youngness. Yeah. And I'm hot at the time. <laughs> <laughs> they just didn't think I... I had any other problems, right? So right. they did just convinced that I'm on drugs. But I've never smoked, I never drank, I've never did drugs. Yeah. And I'm telling them that. Yeah. And they do all the all the tests and uh they're putting this IV in me. It's like a sodium sugar base. And I'm just starting to get this sensation like I'm coming out my hand and um I found out with my illness that I have a deficiency to sodium. Oh my God. And sugar and this IV was causing me, they were killing me. Oh my goodness. I end up in a stroke unit. Uh, and the reason how I got there is because I stayed in the emergency room for like three days mm-hmm. and you're not supposed to be there. You're supposed to, they want you out of there. But I just kept getting weaker and weaker and they were killing me slowly. Mm-hmm. And they said, man, he's taking up precious bed space. So they take the IV out of my, mm-hmm. they put me in a stroke unit and I recovered two weeks later. They saved my life. If okay. I would have stayed another day, I would have died. So then I was weak. I'm 21 years old. I, I, I uh, everything was shutting down. Like I had to learn to walk again and talk again. Yeah. I'm in the stroke unit. They send me to Mayo Clinic. Yeah. And I found out that I had this rare muscle disease called familiar periodic paralysis. And the doctor goes, uh, I go, well, what is it? And he goes, you become paralyzed periodically. <laughs> And this is way before I ever was a comedian. Yeah. I, I just want hope. I was a musician. I started out as, I was very, um, I was a dancer. You know, I love to dance. Yeah. You know, I still do. Mm-hmm. So, the, you know, obviously this disease is, uh, it's going to, it's going to devastate me. I had albums out and my first rap, I, I was the first rap album out when I, it's called Collective Thoughts when I was like, I was in the studio. I started Rapping when I was like 11 years old. Mm-hmm. I was in the studio. I was up in Chicago, Milwaukee. So my first was Collective Thoughts, and then I moved to... So then <clears throat> I haven't done another album. I'm still growing up. I just got out of high school. I'm not going to college yet. Mm-hmm. And the doctor said, well, you you have a stress-induced illness. Okay. And so so hot, uh, extreme hot spring on an attack, extreme colds bring on an attack. Uh-huh. You're going to have to live with your parents for another five years. So my, uh-huh. bro- my dad's like, is there another diagnosis? Please. <laughs> <laughs> Please tell me there's another option. <laughs> I've been trying to get rid of this kid, for God's sake. 
<laughs> he can't stay here any longer. Yeah. Uh, that's my dad, sorry. Oh. And, um, and I wanted hope. So I literally looked at the doc, and I wasn't joking. Because mm-hmm. I go, what's the disease? Go, you, you become paralyzed periodically. And I go, oh, so I'm like a paraplegic with privileges? <laughs> <laughs> and I will never forget the doctor goes... <laughs> He snort and the snot comes shooting out of his nose. And that, I, I know this is the crazy because, you know, you guys always ask, how'd you, how'd you know you were coming? Right there. Yeah. Because I was being told I'll never do what I love to do, which was yeah. music, which was, which was dancing, which was moving, yeah. which was walking, mm-hmm. which was doing things that we take for granted. Right. You know, see, I, cra- I collapsed and cracked my head open. I stayed in or whatever, but I, I had fell down. I kind of fell down a stair. Um, stairs and then went over a railing. I was at the Bradley Center, but uh, I was collapsing all the way to my seat. And then at the end, I had sat too long. We were at with my nephew. We were at like an ice capade show, mm-hmm. and my sister wasn't. I was telling my sister she she thought I was just fooling around because mm-hmm. I had, even before I got into comedy, no one ever takes me serious. And I'm like, no, something's wrong because I sat through that whole thing. They just left me. And I was looking at the step like, oh, I don't know if I can climb up this. And when I went to extend, my body just collapsed. I went over the railing. I almost fell four floors. Oh, my gosh. So when I was recovering in the hospital and the stroke unit, they, uh, well, when there was an emergency room, they said, well, you've been taking up bed space. We're going to move you to a stroke unit. I no. I thought they were sending me home. I started throwing pillows because I was at the doctor and I didn't yeah. want to go. I was scared. I was, I, cause I, I had collapsed and every time I try to walk, I'd fall. Uh-huh. And, uh, even as I recovered and I got up back out into the public, I was terrified of the stuff that we just take for granted, like stairs. And mm-hmm. I'd come to a whole stairway and my friends are just running up the stairs and come on, man. I'm like, and you got to understand being that young, I was faced with a, with, with a, with, with a big dilemma. You know, I don't look sick. And, and there's people that push me to do stuff just because I look young, you know? Right, right. And I'm like, dude, I'm not, you know, but 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 if I don't go forward, then I, I don't, I, I have to be paralyzed for the rest of my life. And I wasn't going to accept that. Yeah. And I think the spirit of my family growing up, I was an Italian family, and it's like, walk it off. You know, they were hard on, you know, I kind of was growing up, you know, in today's standard, someone would call... You know, my, my dad was a police officer, mm-hmm. you know. I remember one time we were in the store. I hit my brother, and my dad comes up from behind me. Bam, he hits me in the head. And this lady <laughs> comes up to my dad and goes, I don't like the way you hit your son. I'm going to call the cops. My dad pulls on his badge. I am the cop. <laughs> and I remember I'm thinking, Dad, that was amazing. Hit me again. Yeah. You deserve it. <laughs> when I'm saying life is hard, I'm not saying beat your kids. I'm yeah. just saying yeah. I, I came from more of a tougher thing. And so when this tough thing happened, and mm-hmm. I was faced with two options of either quitting or going forward. I'm like, you're going to stop me? I've, I've come this far. So I, uh, I'm, I put me on a medicine called Diamox. It's mm-hmm. for glaucoma patients. Okay. It had the opposite effect. I was allergic to it. Swole my eyes shut and I became blind. Not from my vision, but my eyes shut. Then, then when, they, when it wore off... I became extremely sensitive to light. So I had okay. to wear sunglasses just to watch the television. Oh, okay. And I'm like 20, 21 years old, yeah. sitting in the basement. And this commercial comes on for radio, television, broadcasting yeah. in Minnesota. And I'm like, I want to go there. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I call, I get accepted. 
I'm going to go to Minnesota. And, and, and the doctor said, I told you cold weather induces attacks and you're going <laughs> farther north. Yeah. I'm like, I got to do it. Yeah. I did, and my dad's like, he's got to do it. <laughs> we got to get him out of here. And uh, they said, you're just going to go to Minnesota and fail. And they were right. I mean, I went up to college. I was still sick. I ended up in the hospital 18 times that oh first gosh. year. Oh, my gosh. Wow. But I was so determined. I stayed up there and uh, came out with my first rap album called Passing the Presentation. Mm-hmm. And then I, then I uh, this gospel group, because uh, I also used to write gospel, believe it or not. I wrote five songs on their album that same year. This is right before 9-11. And then uh, that came out. So I did, and then I graduated from radio and television, and then uh, then I got hired by a club called Club Three Degrees, which was a music venue, but they wanted comedy, mm-hmm. and I'm like, well, I'm not a comedian, yeah, <laughs> I'm a musician. Can I do my? They're like, yeah, we don't want that, and uh, so I tried comedy one night at one of their events, and they just wanted it so bad that they were like, you got the job, you're a comedian now, nice, but just like. How I would work in my music, um, I, I, I take it. There's a work ethic in me. Like I'm not just going to call myself something and didn't earn it. Right. So I opened up what's called the City Pages, and it and not. I don't even know where I'm living. I'm living in the third biggest comedy community in the nation. It's like L.A., mm-hmm. New York, and Minneapolis when it comes to stand up. And I didn't even know that. It's yeah. where like Mitch Hedberg is from, and Louis Anderson, and and you know. And I had roommates in college that were going down to the open mic, but they weren't that funny. And I would sit there. So I had no, I had no ambition that I was going to even try it. Yeah. And so um, I go down. Uh, oh, I open up the city pages, and there's a guy named Isaac Whitty performing at a jazz club. I go there to watch him, and he's walking everybody, and he's doing the count from Sesame Street. Mm-hmm. One person leaving. Ah. Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> Two people leaving. Uh, uh, uh. And yeah. I come up to him after the show and I go, is this the way you do comedy? He goes, I'm just here for the free meal, man. <laughs> and I'm like, I love it. <laughs> and uh, he told me, bro, just go to the open mics. So I was hitting three every night. Wow. I didn't take no class. I mean, the classes, get up there and do it. Right. And then in my first year, I got I went went an audition for Last Comic Standing and made it on season one. And or I'm sorry, uh, I was on season five, but I made it to this first round and the semifinals. Mm-hmm. And then I um and I wanted to search for the next great comic from Sierra Miss. See, I was used because when I used to rap, we battle. And in order in order to make a name for yourself when you rap, you have to win battles you have mm-hmm. to you know so I'm, I, the spirit of my family has always been a fighter right you know so i so and so i i, I got the comedy bug because stand-up ain't no joke yeah <laughs> you know it's violent you yeah, either kill tough. or you die on stage yeah. and i love that so my approach to the stage is i'm trying to kill the audience but i love them <laughs> In a nice way. So it is kind of funny you take an animal like myself. Um, But I also grew up in a Christian home. Mm -hmm. And there's another Joey Aiello who has the first name, last name. He was a mobster from the same area. Came close to Killer Capone. I got a call from my agent and he wanted to get my domain name, Mm -hmm. A-I-E-L-L-O. And he said, well, I tried to get it, but there's another one. And he's got the same name is you and he looks like you oh my god so i look him up and it's it's on wikipedia and it says joey aiello mastermind wow several unsuccessful attempts to assassinate al capone oh. but i kept going back to the first part because it's mastermind <laughs> 
several unsuccessful attempts. I'm like, that sounds like my comedy career. <laughs> That's hilarious. But be- because I'm in college and because I'm around the clubs and obviously people are doing the drugs and whatever they want to do, that's yeah. fine. I, mm-hmm. I, I never judge what people do. Do what you do. That's what's so funny. People come up to me all the time. Hey, bro, be yourself, man. Because they're just looking at my exterior. They don't know where I've come from. Yeah. Be yourself, man. And then I'm myself. And they're like, not that self, bro. You're too hyper. (laughs) You're moving around too much. Hold it together. Shut up. Be yourself. And I I realized, but I never judge others. And I never never think that they, I think think everybody has their own gift. And it might not be comedy. It might be cutting hair. And so you got to do what you do. Mm -hmm. And you just got to own that and be proud of that, you know? Yeah. You know, and then my friends are like, oh, you don't drink? You know, because when I get into the club, because they want me to hold a drink, I'm like, yeah, I don't do that. Well, we need to sell beers. Okay, I'll just uh, hold it. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but funny. I don't want to be, you know, but I'm like, this ain't me, but I'll do it anyways. And, you know, so then the other comics are like, what are you, some kind of goody two shoe? And I'm yeah. like, I'm Joey Aiello. You should be happy. Yeah. I could be out there whacking people. <laughs> Unsuccessfully, okay. Let me be me. Okay. I didn't know that that comedy clubs like they want you to hold like oh, a drink. Yeah. I was told I, that. Yeah, I didn't know that. I knew. I worked with the comic where she would put blue dye in it, but it was water. <laughs> okay, just so it looked like a mixed drink or yes. whatever. Yeah, because it because because it, it helps to 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 get them to buy. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know the other comics experience, but where I was, those clubs were hurting. So maybe it's just the ones that weren't doing well. Yeah. Hey man, I need. You. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you. I mean, you are the face that night. You are the one who brought the people to the club, or you are the one mm-hmm. that that makes the announcements as the MC. So it, it's an important thing if that they need to sell things. Mm-hmm. You're the. You're the. Yeah. The Poster boy. Product placement guy. <laughs> <laughs> So my physicality, um, um, my physicality ties into my illness. So I have, you know, people don't know this, but I have tics and it's a stress induced thing. Yeah. And uh, it was one of those things where I had to figure out how, how am I going to perform and hide some of this stuff I don't want people to see. So I, I did develop a hyper character. Okay. Some people Yeah, but it's like great. That. It's awesome. Like, you know what? Because people feed off your energy and it's like, you know, watching you, it's, it's great. I think it's, you know. It works. While I was paralyzed, uh, this program came on 2020. And it was mm-hmm. about this piano player who had this amazing, he was a classical, but he ended up getting an arthritic disease in his hand. Mm-hmm. And he knew if they found out, his career was over. And here I am paralyzed in the bed and this show is on. He goes, I hit it for 20 years. Wow. And all I did is I would take this hand and I would push down on this one and I would compensate and work with what I had. Mm-hmm. I didn't worry about what I didn't have. I just would take this yeah. leg and, and whatever. That motivated me so much. And what's so crazy is I just did my dry bar special and I, my daughter has autism. And when I go on the road, a lot of times they freak out. And again, family's so important to me. I always tell my daughter, look, what do you want to do? Daddy's going to spend time with you. She goes, I want to go roller skating. Yeah. And this is two nights before the dry bar special. I haven't done a special since my dad had died. Mm-hmm. And it, probably 2012. And I'm like, God. So I'm roller skating. I'm thinking, don't fall. Yeah. <laughs> and at the end of the night, I'm like, oh, I made it through. And some random kid comes flying off the tail. I don't want to land on him because I'm 200 something pounds. I go backwards and I'm thinking, don't land on your ba- on your legs because... You won't be able to do your movements. I stick my arm out at the last moment and 
I can't believe I didn't break my elbow, but I, I know I fractured something in here because uh-huh. it's loose in three spots in my thumb. And then I fly to Utah to do my drive. Oh my special, god! And I got it wrapped. I got my arm in a sling, but I don't have insurance because I'm an American, yeah. and I don't go <laughs> to the hospital because you know, walk it off. Yeah. That's what my family's done for years. Yeah. And I can't hold the microphone. Mm-hmm. And I'm in the hotel at the Marriott the night before, trying to hold a water bottle. It keeps it keeps falling out of my hand. Stage guy calls me on my night to go on the stage. He doesn't know me, and I go, "Hey, bro, do me a favor, because if you touch it, it hurts." I'm like, "Just put the mic in my hand, bro." <laughs> <laughs> I don't know this guy. You know how crazy I look. <laughs> Listen, don't put it too hard. Just take my thumb, push it on. Yeah. Just put it in there, man. Yeah. <laughs> Put it in there. He does it. I'm like, thank you. And I walk out on stage and go 30 minutes. And when I watch that recording, you can go on the Dry Bar Comedy. Just know I'm le- I'm holding this arm in a sling. And you mm-hmm. know, I'm comp- overcompensating with this. Yeah. And I went all 30 minutes, got a standing ovation. These people had no idea. It had turned purple. They had to put oh my makeup God. on my hand. Oh. And then... Um, then about a month later, I went on a Christmas tour, did 10 dates, took a break, flew my whole family to Destin, Florida, even my in-laws so they could watch the kids so I could have a date with my wife. Went to Pensacola to walk on the beach with my wife. I mm-hmm. go, look, honey, the beach. And I fall down 12 flights of stairs with this leg pinned underneath me. Boom, 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 boom. I oh break three of my toes. I still got 10 shows left. Oh, my goodness. And... <laughs> I go out, and so all of the things that had happened to me when I was 21 yeah. prepare me for now. Yeah. And, and, and so um, the two specials I have is Raised by Clowns, because yes. my parents are clowns, okay. and just work with what you got. Right. And, and those are so special to me, because the Raised by Clowns is my actual parents, like both of my parents. They were actual clowns? Yes. Yeah? So like, I want to know more about that. That's interesting. Well, my dad was a white-faced clown, okay. and my, mo- my mother was a Nagoose clown. Okay, and, what's that? Well, that's important. That's like the vaudeville. That's like the early days of comedy. It's really the straight man versus the fall guy. Okay. So people are so scared of clowns. They don't even see the art form. Mm. So stop being so ridiculous where you're just saying you're throwing stuff out just because the external is scary to you. Dude, there's an art form that did tie. And I had no idea as a kid. I mean, I, my, even me, myself, I thought my parents were a little off. But at the same time, my father was hilarious. Mm-hmm. And he was a white face. So the white face are the one to get... The pies, they get thrown down, you know, and they're funny. And my mother was in the goose, so she was the instigator. She was the person who set him up to fail. Right. And together they did clowning together, and they were an amazing team. And so I've done some acting and worked with people, and I know what my role is. Like, you don't have to teach me what my role is. My role is I'm the fall guy. Yeah. Like, I... (laughs) The producers sometimes will ask me, what do you want to be, the straight guy? There's no way. They don't even ask me anymore. They know know I'm the goofy. And, of course, I'm going to do it after my father. I loved my father. Mm -hmm. He was a big influence. When my dad died in 2010, he died of a stroke. And it hit home because I had went through what he went through. Mm -hmm. And he died right before my first baby was born. And so when when he died, I was going to quit comedy. I just didn't feel like being funny anymore. Yeah. And someone had come up to me and said, you know, you look like your father. You sound like your father. I'm so glad your dad lives on through you. Aww. And so I went and put my dad's real clown 
shoes on okay. on the cover. I don't know if you have that cover pulled up. They can't see it, but they can Google it. Raised by clowns. I'm wearing clown shoes sitting in, and there's a picture above the fireplace, and that's an actual picture of my family in 1984. Wow. My father had us all dress up like clowns and take a family portrait. <laughs> and when I got into comedy, I was touring with a guy, and we stayed at my dad's house. We walked in, and he's got all those clown pictures hanging on from our childhood. And, but my friend doesn't know. He's like, what do you got all these creepy clown pictures? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's me when I was nine. <laughs> and he goes, dude, that's your, that's your next DVD, Raised by Clowns. Yeah. So I took that portrait. But, but this is before my dad died. My dad dies. I take that portrait. And then I put his shoes on, like to the next generation. Right. And I had a smoking jacket, but I don't smoke. So I have a, a, I have a bubble pipe. <laughs> That the, you can see bubbles coming out of it, and I don't drink, so I have a juice box, <laughs> <laughs> and it's raised by clowns. And that cover won uh, cover of the year for most creative uh, for Crown, uh, which was my distributor. That awesome. and, they, and they the ones that distribute Tim Hawkins and different comedians like that, and they, and it won a special award for just the creativeness. Of. Wicked. But but what what people don't know is that's my family, mm-hmm. and it, and and it, it speaks volumes of my life. Like oh, I don't like my dad was a cop, a clown, and a Christian. <laughs> what a combination. Yeah, a lot of people like to run away from cops, <laughs> clowns, <laughs> and Christians. When I, what I'm saying is whoever you are, yeah. be proud of who you are. Do the right thing always. Mm-hmm. Like You don't have to be like Joey Aiello isn't me. Like mm-hmm. that guy... He chose that life, mm-hmm. you know. He ended up getting shot 150 times, but he tried to kill Capone, and he he only got shot 150 times after he tried to kill Capone. So he lived for two weeks. That's an amazing accomplishment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I realized that my dad was a cop. He he just didn't want me to go down the road that the ones who did. And he said, "Man, I want you to go forward." And so we, because of my disease, they said we never have kids. Mm-hmm. My first child. She struggles, you know, autism, but she was nonverbal for five years. Mm-hmm. And I've been working with her since she was a baby because I've had my own problems. Mm-hmm. And at five years old, um, I don't know if you know the comic Preacher Lawson, but Preacher used to open for me. And then he moves out to L.A., goes on America's Got Talent, almost wins the whole thing. Then he goes on the Champions Edition. He's, I love him. And his success, I'm, I'm sitting there as a friend. I'm just like glued to the TV. I don't know my daughter is behind me watching, and there's the Champions Edition at the end, because he's physical like me. You know? Yeah. I, I, people ask me, like, who are your favorite comics? He's my favorite comic because he doesn't stand still and just tell his joke. He just does whatever he wants to do. Right. At the end, he rips his shirt off, because yeah. he's a vegan and he's ripped, and the ladies go, he's 20 <laughs> years younger. I can't rip my shirt off. Yeah. He'd be like, please, put it back on. Yeah. He rips his shirt off, and... um I'm laughing. All of a sudden, my daughter jumps out in front of me, hasn't talked for five years, rips her shirt off and goes, look, I'm Preacher Lawson. (laughs) And I go, yeah, and you're grounded. (laughs) And I love you. Come over here. amazing. Oh, what a story. That's cool. So so now my daughter is full-functioning. She's been talking like crazy. And um, my wife was about two weeks away from full-blown cancer. They said, you'll never have another kid. And um, I was about to rummage sale all our first baby stuff off. I went to work with Don Knotts' daughter, mm-hmm. the famous Don Knotts, because I didn't know this, but I looked like one of the characters from the Andy Griffith show. Okay, yeah. <laughs> and they hired me to go do a tribute um, to Don Knotts in Arizona. So I was about to get on a plane, 
and my, my wife calls me and goes, I'm pregnant. Wow. And we just had our first healthy baby boy three years ago. And I'm 42 years old. So my, if I can go forward and I can encourage people, like I don't, you know how, you know, this is comedy, but at the same time, I'm just, I'm loving it. I'm mm-hmm. loving that I'm going this, you know, and I'm, and, and it's just cool, man. I mean, I do tell them stories, but I think I'm, I'm, I'm kind of a hybrid. I like to get to the point, not so much in interviews, but I like to get to the point <laughs> on yes. stage. Yeah. You know, I used to stutter when I was a kid, like my mind would. I had more words. That's why right. I talk so much off stage. And the stage is healing for me because in comedy, it's forced us to talk in lines. Yeah. Like you can't talk Focus. so much. Yeah. Right. And that's where I really, so sometimes when I get hurt and then I perform, I perform the best because uh-huh. it focuses me. I see. So my daughter has autism and she's taught me so much because people just think that she's not taking it in but she's brilliant and mm-hmm. i've seen her do brilliant things and, it, and she's just a test testament of kind of our family's history is don't count us out don't, the, the, you know what you get is not always what you get mm-hmm. and that uh and that but just that determination of i'm not going to quit is, is is to me when people ask me what do you think your success is in comedy not not ever quitting, yeah, and not even even thinking to quit. Yeah. My brother used to quit all the time. He worked for me. <laughs> he used to be like, "I quit," <laughs> and, but he's an ILO, and yeah. I went, "Not going to let him quit." Right. Yeah. So we were in a theater show, and he I hired him to be because he didn't have a job. He was my curtain guy, and he'd always get in a fight with me right before the show. And that's it. I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> and my partner got worried. He's like, "What are we going to do? We don't have a car." I'm like, "I'll be back." And I literally be like five, four, three, two, one, and my brother comes around the corner. Okay, guys, I'm sorry, I'm, <laughs> I'm a jerk. Oh my god! And that's the nice thing about my family. The way I grew up is is we we'll admit when we're wrong. Mm-hmm. But nowadays, people, man, you met, you 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 tick someone off, they you know they disown you, they yeah. hate you. And yeah. And my policy in our family is shut up. I love you. Get in the car. Yeah. When you grow up in an Italian family, you can't get out. Right. It's either life <laughs> or death. It's true. Yeah. It's very true. It's, I'm Italian. Background, so I totally oh, understand. Do? Yeah, oh, yeah, I yeah. love you. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, I love yeah. you. That's what you want to yeah, say to me, right? You're yeah. like, God, I'm, I can't get a word in edgewise. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, 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 it's all good. It's all good. Um, I love the story, so it's perfect. Um, I think our time yeah. is up, though. Yeah, time is up. But, anyways, thanks for sharing. It's been fun, and uh, where people can check you out where joeyiellocomedy.com. Mm-hmm. But I love Facebook and Messenger and uh, Instagram. And just that's where the Joey Aiello just right. go Joey I dot L dot O because okay. then the mafia if you put my real last name in the mafia guys will yeah, show yeah. up. So put but and if you want to see that, go ahead and see that. Okay. But uh but if you want to see what that guy looks like, it's kinda of funny. But Joey I L O. Yeah.